Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Stir Fry Let It Fly podcast where we talk all things NBA. James here, excited fan of the, since the NBA trade deadline, number one defensive team in the NBA. Hi, and this is Will. Um, excited about San Antonio's uh, future for next year. Uh, keep tanking, please. <laughs> this is Cam subbing in. I want to have the Vancouver Grizzly back. <laughs> All right, Cam, we are excited and happy that you are here to join us. Uh, we have got a slew of topics for all our listeners uh, as we gear up for the last few games of the NBA regular season and heading into the playoffs. So where we'll start is actually looking ahead to the NBA play-in tournament. So the way this works is seeds 7 to 10 in each conference will be having a little bit of an elimination matchup where the winners of 7 to 8 will get the 7th seed and the loser of that matchup will have to play the winner uh, of the matchup between seeds 9 and 10. So guys, looking ahead to these series and the way the standings are now, what we have in the Eastern Conference for seeds 6 to 10 is 6, we have Brooklyn Nets, then the Miami Heat, Atlanta Hawks, Toronto Raptors, Chicago Bulls, followed by the Wizards, the Pacers, and the Magic in seeds 11 to 13. And in the West, we have seed number 5, the LA Clippers, six Warriors, seven Mavericks. Then we've got the Wolves, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. Now, it's worth noting that between seeds six and seeds 12 in the Western Conference, they're only separated by one loss in the loss column. So a lot of these teams are very, very closely bunched up. Guys, Cam, Will, how do you think these play-in tournaments are going to pan out? What's it going to look like? Um, for the West, it's it's actually very tough. It's it's very tough for me to to pick. Um, I'm going to have to pick. Um, it's probably going to surprise a lot of pe- a lot of people in terms of um, <clears throat> Lakers going to miss the play in, and Ooh. also the. Um, the uh, the Sion, which is you know he's missing too much too many games. In terms of the the West, um, so I wait, mean, Cam, sorry, so you have in the West you have the Lakers and the Pelicans on the outside looking in, yes. meaning they'll finish with the eleventh and the twelfth seeds. Yes. So what do you have for your seven, eight, and nine, ten? The other ones. Um, And just a reminder, we've, we're looking right now at the Mavs, the Wolves, the Thunder, I the Jazz. I have the 8th for the Thunder, 9th mm-hmm. for the Jazz, mm-hmm. and then the Wolves for the 10th. So Thunder, Jazz, Wolves, and Mavs. Yeah. Are the Mavs your 7th seed or do they go up higher? Uh, it depends if Kyrie is willing to play. Ah, interesting. Now, Cam, 
you had this pretty cool spreadsheet there of trying to make these predictions. Uh, what was your thought process in making the calls about what closing record these teams would end up with? Um, it, it gave me a lot of clues, but then at the same time, it's, it's, it depends on how the game's played because we just have too many of the low management nowadays. Mm -hmm. So um, I think the first five, six, seven games is the key. After that, to me, it, it, it's, it's a non-brainer. So, um, um, but I want to bring the, maybe the topic in terms of what Damien said. He actually sent me the, the, the quote. Um, you know, every single player should actually play um, just because of the amount of money that they, they, they're paid. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. So for our listeners, what we'll do uh, is we will post maybe a screenshot of Cam's uh, play-in predictions on our Twitter uh, after the show. So, Cam, it sounds like you've got the Lakers and the Pels on the outside looking in. Now, I uh, have some thoughts on this. So... The Lakers have about 11 games remaining. And mind you, I will fully admit I'm a big Lakers fan here. Uh, since the trade deadline, not only are the Lakers the number one defensive team in the NBA, uh, they are also number nine in net rating. Yes, their offense sucks. They're ranked number 22. But these Lakers teams, since the trades, uh, you could argue the pieces just fit better. Uh, so you're thinking that that's not enough for them to uh, be able to make a strong enough mark to make even the ninth or the 10th seeds. And I will grant you, I think looking at the standings right now, they are on the outside looking in. Um, their current record is 35 and 37, and that is with a loss to the lowly Houston Rockets. So yes, they definitely have their fair share of brain farts here. Um, what do you think are the chances of like, is it just because the Lakers pieces don't actually fit well together? Is it because they don't have enough star power? To be quite honest, I think actually what you said was actually um, what Cyrus was what and, and I was talking about. Um, even well, was talking about um, it was actually they were looking really great, but then when you need that, what's that guy's name? Austin Reeves. Yeah. He need that guys to save the game. Mm -hmm. That that ain't right. That ain't right. Mm -hmm. So so I I just feel like, and I feel like for LeBron at this state of uh, this age of uh, his career, I don't think it's gonna uh, it's not gonna work. Um, I I so counterpoint. I would argue that this is exactly like what any team needs is guys to step up when their guys are out. I think Austin Reeves has been put in a good position even before, like even when Russ was there, even before LeBron got injured, like you could see he had the skills of uh, creating for himself. He's a good shooter. Even if you just judge by free throw percentage, uh, at some point he was almost 50, 40, 90, even though he wasn't taking very many shots. Um, so the pieces were there. I think this is a good chance for him to show up, and he's done that at least in the one game. Uh, but you're right, Cam. I think it was such a bummer that they needed Austin Reeves to carry them in order to just beat the Orlando Magic barely. 
What do you think, Will? And this is the uh, this is the game right after David's had a good game, but had a malfunction in the last 90 seconds or so. Mm-hmm. This is like the perfect bounce back game for for them against a weaker team. But yet he was what 15 points or 17 points. It was yet another subpar Anthony Davis performance for sure. Yeah, and I I did hear um, my friends talking. This is the perfect example of Davis not being the star. With LeBron James out for what, 10, 12 games now? We had maybe two games where Davis was really showing up. Mm -hmm. And is that enough? And obviously, in between, he was hurt too. He was hurt, what, maybe for a couple games? Or sat out, back to back. So I, I don't think the, the team is, I mean, they're gelling, but then are they still good enough to win a series? I think they can get in, but mm-hmm. I don't think they, they can get past the first round, regardless who they play during yeah. the playoff. So my vote is the Lakers do get in. They get in over, say, the Jazz. Um, to your point, I think that there is something to be said about the way the team is, even after the pieces, quote unquote, fit better together, they're still not that good of a team when you match them up or measure them up against the other Western Conference powerhouses, quote unquote. Um, I also think what you would have expected the Lakers to get better at post the trade deadline was three point percentage. And really, their three point percentage is still right around the same mark, right? Um, I guess yeah and and that's definitely a red flag because whenever there's new pieces in the team especially people who wants a contract or long term contract you play hard Mm -hmm. therefore you have a better defensive rating yeah shooting you know you're not good Mm -hmm. you're not good Mm -hmm. on paper you might be better but better is not enough Uh, can we go into conspiracy zone here what if the reason AD has been even more inconsistent than usual is because something really happened? Do you remember that game where LeBron broke the record and oh. AD <laughs> was like not cheering? He was just so flat. He was like, like very disengaged, right? Uh, and so the rumor mill came up and the internet, for what it's worth, was like, oh, there must have been a trade demand that involved AD. And he was like, well, LeBron's not being loyal to me. Why should I care for LeBron and the Lakers, right? So what if, or let me rephrase that. Do you guys think there's a piece of that going on here? Or is this just who Anthony Davis is in terms of just being so like some great games and some games where he's just invisible? I do. Um, In a sense, because LeBron is all about winning. Mm -hmm. He wants to build his legacy. So he, you know, everybody that's not a part of his legacy that's not part of his life so um uh but at the same time i want to carry back on on what you said Uh, um i'm actually um intrigued if if they are able to get into the play in i am actually not surprised if they're able to knock off the nuggets or 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 let's say uh, the memphis Mm. because they're so green So I think, and this is sort of the other interesting point that we will get into in our next topic, uh, just about the first round matchups. But before we move on to that, let's circle back to the Eastern Conference. So why don't we start with you, Cam? Uh, Give us a rundown of teams, the teams you imagine to be in that play-in. 
uh, and what the seeding would be. Okay, so based on the current matchup, I have the Knicks um, being still on the fifth. So to to the um, um, no, thank you, Stephen A. I guess um, um, number six is going to be Heat. Number seven is the Nets. Um, I'm actually very surprised. I actually did a lot of math, but then I, I still can't drop the Nets down there um, um, after the Durant trade or, or, or the Irvin trade. Mm -hmm. And then uh, number eight is going to be Raptors, Hawks, Bulls, Wizards, and then the Pacers. So Wizards and Pacers on the outside looking in. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I think the seven, seven seed would be Nets, eight would be... Mm -hmm. So same. Bulls. Bulls. Okay. Nine mm. would be Hawks and ten would be Raptors. And the two teams going in would be Bulls and the Raptors with Nets and Hawks losing out. So you think the Raptors finish at eight or sorry, finish at seven? Or is it the Bulls with a higher seed over the Raptors? I, I think Nets would be seven. Okay. Uh, wow. And Bulls would be eighth. Bulls eighth, meaning Bulls first round likely sweep out. They'll get swept by the Bucks. Yes. Uh, whoever I guess is in the seventh will probably also get swept yes, by the Celtics. Likely. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I think like if I had to pick, I would probably go very similar. I would say by virtue of the Miami Heat experience, uh, playoff tested guys jimmy just wants to win you know when it comes down to it you got to give the heat the benefit of the doubt so i think they will be firmly in the top six seeds um the nets will fall out but i don't think it's going to be a big gap between the heats and the nets in terms of record i think it's going to be a small gap but the nets will be in the play-in tournament the thing about the nets is yes they don't have any star power right now um you could argue simmons but not really not this season especially um and what I would say with the Nets is they're just good. They're solid, right? They're not great. And maybe that's enough to get them into the seventh seed, especially when you're playing against the likes of the Atlanta Hawks. That's so erratic, right? The Raptors, you have to question their chemistry issues. That's been an ongoing topic the whole year. I actually predicted the Raptors to have the best record in the Eastern Conference, and boy, was I wrong. Yes. Uh, I was very wrong on that one. I think... Will, you called what, the Sixers or yes, the Celtics? Yes, the Sixers. And then Cyrus called the Bucks, And lo and behold, the Bucks now have the best record with just about 10 games remaining. Um, the Bulls are very interesting because I think the Bulls just... I would, I would have expected more from this big three. You know, you had Vucevic, you had uh, Levine, and then you have um, DeRozan. And you're like, okay, so they have some defenders there. They have Caruso, they have Beverly now. Like, what? what is wrong with this team? Like, why aren't they much better than what their record is? You can't really call them a big three mm. when mm -hmm. they're, you know, um, Levine, Damar, or Vucevic, mm -hmm. um, they all don't defend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, when I saw the uh, Lonzo ball when he had the surgery, um, I actually realized how much he he was uh, he, how much effect he actually has yeah for Chicago yeah 
Him and Caruso were incredible on exactly, defense. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so when he when he was with the Bulls, you know, it was it was, it was only a very short time. I actually searched it up. It was only thirty five games, and then you know he was shooting maybe about forty one degree forty one percent from three point line. So he was stretching the four and stuff. But then at the same time, is um, unfortunately he can't he can't be available on the floor that's 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 yeah. a shame yeah i mean that surgery that he's going to go through is going to take him out for all of next season as well yeah and i don't know i mean the way this has been going it's too bad because he's had so much potential but not much of a career um i will say of the different teams in the east i kind of was hoping for the pacers to make it in if only because i do really like Halberton. um and i really think that you know that team is so young and would benefit so much from this experience. They're not like the Bulls where, yeah, sure, they've been in the playoffs, but we know they're not going to do anything, right? I think the Pacers have a bright future. Uh, but then if you keep talking about the trade rumors about Heels and Myers-Turners being traded, mm-hmm. is that really the team they want to continue building with the core pieces that they have, I don't think so. So mm-hmm. what exactly are they trying to do getting into the playoff and having all these experiences? So I would argue that you're thinking about the wrong players. So I'm thinking more for Halliburton and Matherin. So yes, they extended Turner, but I don't even care about Heald. I don't really even care about Turner. I would say if you get Matherin and he- or, and uh, Halliburton more playoff experience, that bodes well because, I mean, this year... Uh, Halliburton's the NBA assist leader, right? That guy is special. And Pacer will try to trade him at some point. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Pacer oh, is man. like the kings in the East. <laughs> well, speaking of the number, number, currently number three seed Sacramento Kings, in all likelihood, actually, you know, why don't we move on to our next topic? Let's talk about first round playoff matchup matchups especially the ones we'd like to see so we talked about seeds six through ten already for both conferences right now in the east we've got the bucks the celtics the sixers Cavs, knicks and then the jumble of the play-in tournament uh what are some first round playoff matchups you'd like to see in the east i would say Cavs and the knicks would be a very interesting uh, what if scenario when the Cavs beat the Knicks? What if they had pulled the trigger on Mitchell? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The Donovan Mitchell, not really, but kind of revenge game yeah. where everybody thought he was going to be a Nick. Um, can I give you a counterpoint to that? Yeah. I actually think the Knicks might win that series. Could They could. Like in seven. It could be close. But okay, you do the math here. Rank the players. Who's the best player in that series? Cavs Knicks. It's a the it's best a to- player. It's, I would say it's a toss between Mitchell and Randall. You could probably say just for the sake of playoff experience, that's Mitchell. Yeah. Sure, right. Number two is Randall. Who's number three? I say Garland. I'd say Brunson. Yeah, Brunson. playoff tested. Yeah. So I, I actually, and you know, I think uh, quickly right now is like balling out. Right, the Knicks have some good pieces, and the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. But they have Dolan. They they do. I, I'm hoping he's more hands-off now. Um, 
But the other series I think that just would be really interesting is I would love to see the Sixers go against the Heat. I always think if you're the Sixers, why did you choose Tobias over Jimmy? Why yeah, couldn't you? I don't think it was a choice. You don't think? Because no. I thought that they could have kept Jimmy. A hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. No, I don't. I didn't. I always, I never thought it was a choice that mm. uh, the Sixer had the option to keep Jimmy. No. Mm. I think after the whole experience, mm-hmm. Jimmy said, screw this. I thought it was, I no. thought Jimmy liked playing with yeah. Embiid. Jimmy actually yeah. said that he wanted to stay. Yeah. So, and I think that that's what makes that storyline, that first round series more interesting. Yeah. Right, because we know Joel loves Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? He loves. He still loves Jimmy, and Jimmy loves Joel, and it's just one of those things where Jimmy is going to show up. Yeah. Right. You can bank on that, and is Harden going to choke again? But the West, I, I I'm going to give you a good one. Okay. Oh, Memphis. before we go to the West, do you have any in the East camp? East. Uh, or do I you want to just move on to the West? You guys actually got a very good one. Um. Yeah, East, you guys, uh, you guys have a good one. Okay. Uh, Memf- uh, 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 West, I actually have a very good one. Memphis and the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. So the hope here, the hope here, is that Golden State maybe hangs on to the number six seed, and the War, uh, the Grizzlies fall down to number three. Uh, so that means it's a three-six matchup, uh, and you just love the storylines there, right? No, I actually don't mind they play two-seven. I think. <laughs> if you think about the storylines too, you've got Dylan Brooks versus everybody, right? Dylan Brooks versus Clay, Dylan Brooks versus Draymond. You've got the fact that they have in the past played against each other in the play in and playoffs uh, and have eliminated each other. The Grizzlies are the young upstarts. Um, but you got to wonder what headspace, what shape will the Grizzlies and specifically one John Morant will be in come the playoffs? I actually have. I think Ja would be okay, uh, but it's the big thing is Stephen Adams' health. Mm. I think he's oh. the core defensive, non-selfish player on that team that mm. kind of leads the young cores. Aquaman. So yeah, yeah Aquaman. If 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 Stephen Adams plays, they they should be okay. I will add to that. So Steve-O was one of my favorite players back in his OKC days. Steven Adams this season, yes, he's been injured and missed a lot of games, but this season has a 38% offensive rebounding rate. That's almost 40%. So he is, if that was to keep up for the duration of a season, one of the top five all-time offensive rebounding seasons ever. That has been how impactful he has been. That means he's getting the team somewhere between three to six extra possessions. And in tight playoff games where you're grinding everything out, that matters. Yeah, that's incredible. So for me, yeah, similar. I would say Grizzly versus Warrior would be a good storyline. If I have to pick one more, uh, maybe possibly... Clippers versus the Suns in the first round. No, oh, come on. Clippers okay. versus the Lakers. Make, make, make the case for Clippers' Suns. I just think that it's two powerhouses that needed to win this year. That's true. And one of them will be out in the first round, and that would create a lot of buzz. Yeah. What if, what should they do next season mm. when they build their core, traded all their picks, mm. and now their first round out year, well, I wouldn't say year after year, but 
this would I mean their the window both of them their windows are closing fast. Okay. Can I can I give you guys I think that's very interesting because it speaks to how high stakes these two teams have. They're basically pushing their chips all in, right? Like the Clippers have no more picks because they gave it all away to OKC in the acquiring of PG and Kawhi. And the Suns have nothing because they got KD. And it all rests on one thing, health. Who is going to be the healthiest come playoff time for these two teams, right? Um, Let me give you a couple of other ones, I think, that will be really intriguing storylines. So this is going to be in the play-in, a one-game elimination. What about the Minnesota Timberwolves playing the Utah Jazz? It can be the Rudy Gobert comeback game. Or is it the Walker Kessler coming out party? Cyrus would love this because of how much he hates Gobert. But the idea here is, is Gobert, was Gobert really worth all those picks? Everything they traded away to get him. Here's another one. What about another round of the LA Clippers versus the Dallas Mavericks? Or the Phoenix Suns versus the Dallas Mavericks? Oh, that would be good. I love Devin Booker and Luka going at it. Give me that all day, man. All day. I think the animosity there, the heat between those two teams, the trash talking, uh, that, that would just be incredible. Right. That would be so much fun. Um, have we missed any? Cam? Any um, other ones? No. We, we're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, and then why don't we talk about this time? award season because we are coming up to just about 10 games left in the regular season it's time to talk about and i cannot emphasize this enough regular season awards regular season awards regular season yes so we're not thinking playoffs here playoffs don't count but why don't we start with the mvp who is your nba mvp if you had a vote will I say if um, Denver stays first and Philadelphia doesn't go up to first, which I don't think they can. I mean, statistically, they can. I don't think they can. They can't. They're three games back. Three games is a lot in uh, twelve in with eleven games left. Hmm. Um, so I I would put Jokic. Jokic. So is it is your argument? It's a close one though. Is your argument best player on best team? Best player on best team, and if you take that best player out, what is the team left with? Interesting. Okay. Um, fair argument, Cam? I would put Giannis, but I would ask Walt as well, why Why would you put Giannis instead of Jokic in terms of... Because Giannis actually has a better record. I mean, my last argument was if you take Giannis out and if you take Jokic out from that team and they play each other, it could be... A gentleman sweep. Uh, so, Cam, it sounds like you would agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. So, what do you think? Uh, well, to me, I mean, for, 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 for Jokic, I mean, they've always been playing so well, even last year. Mm-hmm. And, and Giannis, he's playing with, you know, um, uh, without Middleton. And he's still playing so well. He's so consistent to the point where it's 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 people forget how great he is. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think he, he, he's the definition of MVP. So are you also then arguing for the two-way impact that Giannis has? Because Absolutely. while, while Absolutely. Jokic is definitely an offensive savant, this guy plays and thinks the game maybe three steps ahead of everybody else. He's like a point guard only in a seven-foot-one body. Um, Giannis is, has a case for one of the top five defenders in the league right now. Yeah, so, so that's one of the things that I like about um, Giannis is because he plays both ways. Mm-hmm. When you talk about Jokic is, is you know, um, I don't know other people's if they, you know, look at other YouTube videos or podcasts or whatever. Jokic, they don't even come close in terms of, of, of talking about defense. Mm-hmm. So, so. Um, so my pick is actually the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid. Oh my gosh. Um, and I think that this is a very interesting case of not the best player on the best team, but rather it's very narrative driven, right? I think on the one hand, uh, both Giannis and Jokic have won MVPs, which isn't the only reason I would pick Embiid, because you could argue that Embiid is neck and neck with those other two names, right? Like in terms of his impact on the team, you take him away, same thing. The Sixers probably struggle even if they have Harden right? He is the best player on that team with two-way impact, just like Giannis, right? Uh, The kicker, however, with Joel is I think the things that he's doing this season are things that merit an MVP. He is the league leader in points per game. He has, I believe it's nine straight games now uh, of 30 plus points. Uh, This guy is outright automatic from the mid-range, Uh, He is the hub of both the offense and defense of the Philadelphia 76ers who, you know, for all intents and purposes, there were a lot of questions about, oh, you know, is Embiid going to be healthy enough to make an impact this year? And he has been, right? He has been healthy enough. Um, So my MVP this season is one Joel Embiid. I, to add to that, I actually want Embiid to win because it takes a lot more pressure away from Jokic to just focus on championship. Mm-hmm. If by second round they announce, well, when did they announce the MVP now? I think it's now the it's second during round. the playoff. Yeah. It's yeah, true. if it's during the playoff, it's going to be a distraction if he wins and there's so much pressure that, okay, uh, look at this uh, three-peat MVP without a chip. Mm-hmm. That's going <laughs> to be tough for him. And, you know, if he, if he loses, he won twice in a row. I don't think he cares too much. At this point, he got the money, he got the champ, he got the MVPs. Let's just focus on at least getting to the finals. What if he loses in the first round? It's not going to be as hurtful <laughs> if he was a two-peat versus a three-peat MVP. Mm-hmm. But but how can you? Why why do you put Yan? Um, why do you put Embiid over Giannis when Giannis has the higher record? Photos fatigue. That's one thing. He only has one, uh, two actually, two. Yeah, he won back to back too, mm-hmm. um, and maybe an Obama effects. Uh-huh. <laughs> <He's>, uh, what? <laughs> it's about time for for uh, um, a, a black person to win now. I, th- I think I think non-black had won. Yannis so is many. black. 
He's Greek. He's Greek. <laughs> he's not black. So black. You can be black. That's just his nationality. <laughs> I know. I don't think he's black. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding Correct me? Correct me if I'm wrong, but we'll, 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 okay. we'll okay. research you, that You're later. trying to get us canceled can you, here. No, 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 no. Can you, can you say his name? Yeah, that's not a black name. No, his last no, name say is. Say his name. Say his last name. Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's like a little bit of an African. It's Greek. It sounds Greek, but my bet is it's also. A, that's actually not African. his real name. Oh, is it not? It's not. Oh. I actually saw a documentary. They actually add like multiple words. Oh, for okay. It, okay. For it just to make it more, just to be able to sound it. Interesting. Because they need like. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let me see. So the. Sixers versus, oh, sorry, Cam, go ahead, keep going. Great, so um, we're going to go with, uh, which else? So we have, went, went with yeah, the so we had MVP. MVP. So why don't we move on to, I think, a pretty, pretty easy one, Rookie of the Year, right? Uh, I guess the only question here is, is it Paolo Boncaro? It should be. Yeah. Yeah, pretty easy, right? Yeah, Straightforward, best player and best rookie, rather. Yeah. Very impactful affects winning yeah. uh, this guy no, is no, a does not impact in winning Sorry. well affects winning <laughs> in the sense that orlando was better with him than without right they, they shouldn't be winning though <laughs> um, he is also a behemoth of a kid like paolo Banquero. so i was watching the lakers uh play against the magic the other day and rui hachimura who is 6 8 and 230 he looked so small compared to Bancaro. Bancaro is oh, like really? 6 9 250 that's a huge weight difference. This guy is like solid. Um, I can't believe Orlando didn't miss out this time. It was a good pick. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, it was a surprise pick too. Yeah, it was because everybody was like, is it Jabari? Yeah. Um, and I'm glad they picked him. Uh, the other point I wanted to make before we move on to the other awards. So going back to the MVP. So we were talking about Bucks versus Sixers, Giannis versus Embiid. Uh, the Sixers have won two out of those three matchups, which I think matters. And just like how Embiid had a statement game against Jokic as well. Uh, no, okay. Now I'm going to start talking about... Now I'm going to talk about the standings in mm -hmm. terms of... So oh, we're talking about three games back. Uh -huh. So let's say if we have five games back in terms of the standings, do you still vote for Embiid? Over Giannis? Yes. I think barring, assuming that everything stays in terms of like production, yes, yes, impact, yes, everything yes, stays yes. the same. Yeah, I think so. That. So, and you're saying that the Sixers just keep losing, right? Um, and then the Bucks keep going up. I think that's no, 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 no. Everything is. Um... So you're saying in, with with so instead of a three game gap, you're saying there's a five game gap, yeah. right? So that means that the Sixers lose more games yeah. and the Bucks stay the same in or, terms of or, their pace of winning. Or as of today. Right. Well, so well, what, what Cam is saying though is that the Sixers are actually a worse team than they are today because they lose more games. Yes. yes. Right. So let's say um, maybe Sixers will come down to maybe the fourth seed. I don't know. That's a four game difference right now. Um, well, I'll tell you why I'm thinking that I would still vote Embiid. I would say the difference between right now a th three games behind of Milwaukee versus five games behind of Milwaukee, the two game difference for me isn't big enough to sway to tell me that he's not deserving. Because the Bucks actually has a really good team. 
that's not Yana's fault. That's not Yana's fault, but then that counts towards something. Like, uh, I mean, if you when you have Kobe and Shaq, they they don't win no, MVPs. No, 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 no. Wait, that's not okay. anyone's fault. How, how Sixers? They have Harden. Maxi. This Harden is not that Harden though. So this Harden is not Rocket Harden anymore. He's still good. Holiday is. Holiday, holiday. holiday, you know, Holiday is one of my favorite players. <laughs> he is good. Holiday was an All Star this year. So was Harden. Yeah. So was Harden. Um, but if you think about, to your point, they do have a better roster. It's not Giannis's fault. It's better team construction, right? But the reason why the Bucks are up is also because they have a better roster. That's fine, right? And that's why it's always so subjective in how you weigh these different things, right? Like it just so happens for me. It's partly narrative driven, but it's also like an acknowledgement of what Joel Embiid's done this year in terms of impact and staying healthy. And to me, MVP is if you take that person out. That's my number one. Besides the stats, you have to have the stats. Well, we so it's just based on regular season, so we yeah. can't say in the playoffs. I know, no, out, right? I mean just like that team. You take him out. Is he still a playoff team? Or are they still a contending team? Oh, I see. Team? I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. In the regular season, okay. aside from the stats, the stats has to be comparable. Okay. Uh, let's move on to sorry, Cam. Uh, and let's move on to the next topic here or next award, uh, Coach of the Year. I think this one is oh, a pretty easy. No one. brainer, Mike Brown. Yes, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Sacramento Kings, Mike Brown. Uh, any honorable mentions? Uh, Joe no, Missoula? don't need to. No. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Tom Thibodeau for the New York Knicks? No. Honorable mention? No. If if they're third, yeah, maybe. Uh, um, I would actually give Taylor Jenkins of the Memphis Grizzlies an honorable mention. There's a lot to be said for all the drama surrounding this team and them still being in the top three. Seed. I would actually give it to the Boston Celtics one. Joe Missoula. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've had some pretty. Yeah. Like, a lot of, Rob Williams yeah, has been but out. Then he has a good roster to, to begin with. So he does. They have yeah. a pretty solid roster. But then for, for Mike Brown to turn this whole thing around where they never had been to playoff what i don't know yeah they're even talking about years. making some noise in the playoffs now yeah um okay next award uh defensive player of the year gobert <laughs> is it really are you really voting for gobert i can't tell if you're joking i think the two biggest names right now for dpoy is one jaron jackson of the memphis grizzlies and then the other one is one brooke lopez from the milwaukee bucks those are, according to Vegas, the two leading uh, candidates. I uh, honestly, uh, honestly, I haven't watched a lot of um, photos um, or games in terms of for uh, of Memphis, mm -hmm. so I don't know how Jaron Jackson, Jaron Jackson, right? Jaron Jackson, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I, I haven't actually watched him play, so I was actually surprised he got voted in as an All Star. Yeah. Um, so Triple J is a very interesting case because actually right now, if you're going to think about the Memphis Grizzlies and why they're still in the second seed, it's because of Triple J, right? Jaw's been out. Triple J has stepped up. He's been averaging like 25, 26 a game on top of uh, being one of the league leaders in blocks, if but not I the heard, league leader. But I heard the rumors. Oh, uh, they're uh, overcounting his blocks. Yes. That's true. But you could argue like so many of these stats are subjective too, yeah. especially assists. Right, assist is subjective. Like it's up to the stat keeper to determine. Hey, was that assisted? But, but I, mean, I think I think his presence in in the paint. I I didn't I didn't watch a a lot of Grizzlies game, but when I do, 
I think they, you know, all those pick and rolls and things like that, they go around Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just like, you know, when Matumbo or Lajuan is in the paint, you go from left to right or right to left. That says a lot. That's a lot of respect from the offensive player. And therefore, I think, especially Jaron Jackson's defense has been good for many years, but this year was another big jump. Yeah, he is league leader in blocks. 3.1 a game. Brooke Lopez is 2.5 a game. Uh, however, the counterpoint is they're only averaging 6, 6.6, 6.7 uh, rebounds per game, which I think the the traditional stereotype of a DPOY is somebody like Gobert in the past who had a whole bunch of rebounds and a whole bunch of blocks. You mean Ben Wallace. And Ben Wallace, same thing, right? That's sort of the or, prototypical. Or right? or, a, or a knockdown, like, a knock, not a knockdown, but like a, a lockdown, a, a lockdown like a defense. Kawhi, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus Smart, not even really, but kind of. Um, okay, all right, moving on to the next award. Shall we talk about the I'm most- I'm actually surprised why we don't talk about Giannis instead of Brooke Lopez. Mm, mm-hmm. I think... The reason why, at least for me, is because Giannis is in the conversation for MVP, and this is not one of those years where he's good enough for both. Because I think when you watch Bucks games, you can truly see, like, not that, of course, Giannis has an impact, right? Defensively. Do you think he's taking a step back in terms of the defensive side? Well, I mean, compared to his defensive player of the year, year, yes. Um, But I also think, like, it's strategic. Right. Mm. Like, I think if you're Giannis, you can't have him go 110% all the time and still have him fresh for the playoffs. Right. Mm. So, I think that if you had to pick, if you're the Bucks, you want him to be an MVP over Defensive Player of the Year. That's what Brooks for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Will? Yeah. I, I, I think it's narrative too and defensive assignment night in, night out. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes Giannis doesn't even need to be on the floor late at games. And you know that said that that docks you a lot of points as far as defensive player of the year. I think mm-hmm. that the team needs you at the crucial moment. But with the Bucks winning, you know, five points, seven points, ten points per game all the time, you don't even need to be on the floor. It's not his fault. But oh, I it, feel so bad for Giannis. It, it does give. It does Everything give. Everything is like, not his fault. Well, well, don't feel so bad for him because he's got the best odds of winning the championship. Here, so. Yes, I think so too. <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad for him. Um, okay, let's move on. This is actually my favorite award, the Most Improved Player Awards. Easy one. Oh, oh man, this is named after George Mikan. This okay. is the easiest one. Okay, who is your Most Improved Player? Markinen. What? What the oh, heck are you talking Lowry? about? Lowry? Okay, okay, make your case. I don't think this is that easy at all. I he, mean, Markkanen's a good candidate, but... He was are you, like... Are for, you kidding me? I can put money on it. You it's think I will not... I will put money on it, too. Yeah, I okay. mean, you can you can have cases for Shea. You can have yeah. cases for Shea's Brunson. a great one. Yeah, yeah. But for me, mm-hmm. stat-wise, health-wise, uh-huh. standing-wise, this guy... Okay, Almost so, single-handedly improve um, that team. Well, you're, you're, you're dodging already. Almost. Well, yeah. they're in the plane right now. Mm-hmm. So I can't say single-handedly okay. yet. So so let's say if Shade makes it in. Yeah. So my, my, my pick is Shade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think your, yours is Shade too. It is not Shade. So what? It is not Shade. So this I is mean, why this is my favorite award. Yeah, so it's Shea, so controversial. For, for Shade, he was all... He was 
borderline all-star last year. And even when he was in the Clippers, like you could see his potential. But granted, there's a lot to be said from going from borderline all-star to first-team All-NBA. Yeah, that's or true. Or second-team All-NBA. But my argument is, is. Markkinen in that trade was a throw-in gap, a wage Fair. gap. Fair. And for him from that to like a bonafide all-star. Shea was too. Their stats was very similar in terms. Yeah. I mean, the jump-wise, stats-wise, yes, I understand. But it's the expectation. No, 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 no. Yeah, but the expectation... Shade actually went above. Yes, expectation of Markkinen. What were you expecting Markkinen to be at the beginning of the season? But you can't, you, you can't give it just because they... That's fair, though. In some ways, the expectation is what sets most improved player, right? How, how much of your... So, like, okay, to your point, I think... Shea, it's like Ja last year. Jumping from a borderline all-star to a bonafide superstar. Borderline superstar. So, 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 so we're going to discredit him? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so make, make the case for Shea. Why Shea? I didn't expect him to be this great. Yeah, so expectations. And he is great. He, he really Honestly, is. Honestly, for, for, for you, um, for, 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 for the Jazz one, I think he's going to fall off. I mean, there's like eight games left. No, can't I, really fall no, off. No, fall off in, as, as in, in his career. Yeah, but we're talking about this year. Mm-hmm. This award. We're not talking about two years later. He will fall off. I don't Health-wise, especially, I don't think he can sustain this type of productivity playing 70-plus games a season. But, but then, we're talking about this year. But as a, as, as, as a voter, we think about these stuff. You think about this year as a voter. So hell no. Okay, okay. So let let's reroute this. So a couple of things. It is a regular season for this season award. So I guess you base it off of performance on this season, including expectations at the start of the season, right? Um, so both of your guys, Shay, very much deserving, but he'll get a different award. He's going to be in top ten. Okay. So first off, honorable mention to one Anthony Edwards. I would say he, no. while not. In the top three for that award, I think Shea and uh, Lowry were the other two, right? Anthony Edwards is honorable mention uh, because he has been carrying this Wolves team despite player player chain transitions. Besides Gobert. Uh, bes- despite Gobert not having a great season, <laughs> despite Cat being out, uh, Edwards has had a lot of responsibility and he's mostly stepped up. But the, the thing here is all three of those players, Edwards, Shea, and Lowry, are all in play-in teams, whereas one Jalen Brunson is very much in the top no, six team no, 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 for no, the no. East. You can't say Jalen Brunson because Jalen Brunson was already at the mid-tier. Uh, I don't know because he was coming off the bench for Dallas. No, but at the playoff. He was. So we're talking true. about expectations here. Same right. thing, right? We're always but talking I about expectations. This- so my, my argument is when you see this player by the end of the season, you go, wow, I didn't expect this. What's Shade um, last so season? Shade's uh, last season, he was 24.5 points per game. Oh, damn. Uh, this season, he's <laughs> 31 points per game. S- very similar to Ja, actually. So And Ja won last year. Yes. Right. And, and it so was a surprise last year. It was a surprise. It should have been Bane. Yeah. Um, but 
One Jalen Brunson was 16 points per game last year is now 24 points per game this year. He didn't make All Star. Exactly. That's why. Because so you have to give it give it to him like no, a makeup award. No, no, no. But the idea is this player broke expectations, right? It's it's it's, it's different when you go s- average player to star, a star to superstar. That's a huge jump. Yeah, but uh, Lowry from, also from, had uh, a pretty big jump though, 14 yeah. to 25. Or 15 to 25 points per game. Um, you you can't just go from star to superstar. So you can't let me. You can't go from garbage let to me, all star. Let, let me let me just finish making my case here. He was here. garbage for three years. Okay. He had, he was averaging like 15. Uh, How many games did he play though? So are we talking Lowry? Yeah. Last uh, year. Lowry last year played 61 games. 61. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so let me let me just finish making my case here. Uh, last year. What was the New York Knicks' record? Uh, oh, that was bad. I think 32, exactly. 32, 33. What is their record this year? Well, I mean, oh. they're projected 46, maybe? Yeah. So the point is, that's significant of a difference, plus seeding. They have the same roster except for Brunson, right? And this is one of your favorite arguments. Impact a player added versus taken away. Yes, that part I, I will yeah. give you. But why don't we check what's the expected Utah Jazz No, that's true. Total. That's true. You can't compare last year. You year's, can't. Right? It's hard, though, with the Jazz because there's no one-to-one I'll give Lowry like, changing. over Brunson. <laughs> I think the tricky part here is, like, you could argue Brunson may even be All-NBA 13. No. Okay, give me your six guards for All-NBA. No, no. Okay, okay. I okay. will. Okay, Lowry, okay. first of all, he's not a guard. No, no. I'm saying Brunson can be in the top six guards. No, no. I'll, I'll okay. give you six. Yeah. Because you've got Steph, okay, Kyrie, Dame. Then who else? You can't think of any? I'm not. I'm giving it Shea? to... I'm yeah, giving Shea. it... Uh, Shay. Okay. I'm giving it to Jalen Brunson over Trey Young. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Easily. Absolutely. 100%. So, I think there's a lot of players. I'll like put that. Holiday over Brunson. No, I wouldn't. I would I put. Would, I might I would, put Fox I would, I would, I would. over How about Brunson. Jalen Brown. Fox. Fox. Is he a Brown is a forward. Fox. hundred percent. I would put Fox over Brunson, but I wouldn't Mitchell. put Holiday. Yes. Oh yeah, that's a fair point. Five. Five ready. Um, uh, give me one. Come on, come on, come on. I'll give you one more. Come on, come on, man. Come on. So there's so many other players. How about Luca? Oh, yeah! He's a guard. He's a guard. He's a guard. So I would say Brunson has a good case, though, for being there. Yes? No, he's, it might he's, be the case that Shea makes it over Booker. him. No, missed too many games. Yeah, the, that missed too. too many games. Uh, ja? I, I don't think he's I there. don't think he missed that many oh, games. No, no, but I don't think he's yeah, going to. They they're not going to vote him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about Buka. I mean, Ja. So he's, he's probably like out of the top 10, to be quite honest. For top ten guard. for guards, well, I th- maybe like maybe I was too ambitious. I do think he's got a case for being All NBA. I think that Brunson is so impactful, and Brunson is everything that Dallas wanted Kyrie to His be. Only cheaper when he signed with New York. I don't know. No, I no, think I think that's a, I actually, think a top six seed for New York is really. Good. I think Brunson is actually a good pickup. Yeah. Compared to all the other garbage free agent they have been signing, yeah, he just like like Fournier. Signed. No, he's a good like he's playing really well, and yeah. when he's there, they win. Like he's a pretty but solid and clutch player. But he, but is he a max player? I mean, 
Yeah. 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 He's playoff tested. Is Shea playoff tested? Like I'll put I'll I'll choose Shea over Brunson in for but but is Brunson a max player? Yeah. Not a super uh, yeah. not a super like max. a 35 30 mil max, yes. But like a super max is like a 45 mil. But, right? Yeah, if you're paying the likes of yeah. Kyle Lowry 30 plus, why not Brunson? I mean, it's a gamble because he wasn't the go-to guy and now he's sort of the go-to guy. It is a gamble nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're play if if you're paying like, you know, the likes of, you know, Paul George, Kawhi, knowing they're going to play 50 games, Anthony Davis. I was telling James the best ability is availability. Oh, and absolutely. he has been playing consistently with his mm-hmm. heart. He played 79 games last year. He yep. was available for the, almost the yeah. whole season. The, the dangerous part is New York City. Once you've tasted success, whatever that means, the, the, the city <laughs> is going to ruin you. And New York is is a graveyard for all-stars. Okay, let's go to our last award, the Clutch Player of the Year. This is a new award by the NBA with no clear metric on how we determine who gets this award. Is it who scores the most during clutch time, who has had the most impact, uh, who whose team wins the most during clutch time, following all those other questions. So guys, who is your Clutch Player of the Year? Knowing full well, you could go in any way with this. This is the most stupid award that they <laughs> could have made. Uh, Austin Reeves. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let you guys start first. So my guy is De'Aaron Fox. Uh, De'Aaron oh, Fox okay. is leading the lead uh, in clutch points in the last five minutes, close possession. Uh, this guy, if you watch the Kings games, and I know not a lot of people do because they're the Kings, this guy is buckets from the mid-range right um and he is very very dependable okay my turn i would it would be a toss between Jokic and tatum tatum yeah well tatum had a good one it's not just the offensive side too right Uh uh-huh uh-huh and tatum is a great defender he usually takes on the assignment also of one of the best defend the last play right that's right um, for the record, do you know who number two in clutch points per game is this season? Kyrie? No. Uh, Kyrie's the top fourth quarter scorer, but not necessarily. Oh, clutch. really? Yes. Wow. Embiid? Uh, it is one Joel Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't vote Santa as clutch, though. It's unfortunate, but that's what people do. That's a bad stereotype. Yes, it is. It is unfortunate. Because um, ball, the ball is always in the guard's hand most of the time. Yeah. And they and have more spots to yeah, shoot from. Yeah, right? and you don't call, you don't get called the foul, so yeah. they're gonna bang bang you, right? How about you, Cam? I'm gonna say, I mean, he's been clutch, but he doesn't have a lot of chance to be clutch. I'm gonna say Jimmy Butler. Mm. He's a playoff guy. He is. He doesn't care for the regular. This yeah, is why Jimmy's never going to wear any award. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. He, he just cares about no, the Seriously, he, he's so clutch. He, he's just like a playoff guy. He's just cruising. But then this year, I feel like he's actually been playing. Because the team hasn't been 
because his team sucks. <laughs> That's why he's playing. His team <laughs> is the same except for the demise of Lowry, really. Their team... I mean, you have Duncan oh Robinson. Where, where is Cyrus? <laughs> you have Duncan Robinson. I mean, you have a That's lot of dead weight in the team. Yeah. That's like, what, 40 plus 50 mil? That's I, not really performing. I actually can't Lowry believe... Is like 40, I think. Lowry's like 33. I but actually, Duncan Robinson is like 15 or oh something. Oh, yeah, he's huge. That's 50 yeah. mil. That's, I actually yeah. can't believe how much they gave, like, Duncan Robinson and Lowry. Like, at the time of Duncan Robinson, no, uh, no, no, contract no, no. that was a that, bad contract. No, 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 no. The Lowry one. That I was know a it contract was you should have gave to Tyler Hero at that time. Oh no, no! But Tyler Hero will get even more. He'll get Jordan yeah. Poole's money. <laughs> Eighteen mil a year for Duncan. Twenty mil. Four more left. Yeah. Three. Twenty-eight mil per Twenty year. Twenty mil, man. Yeah. But Lowry, Jeez, look at Lowry yeah. though. Jeez. Yeah. That's such a bad contract. He's not even playing, right? He's yeah. barely playing. Yeah. He's so situational. That's the hard part about giving so much money for a guy yeah, like that. Crazy. Who, as soon as he's on the floor, everybody tries to hunt him down. Yeah, right? he's like Bertans, basically. Worse. Yeah. He's shorter than Bertans, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He can't even rebound. Yeah. Yeah, Bertans can do like four or five rebounds here and there. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. So we are going to wrap there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another extended episode of the Stir Fry Laker podcast or Stir Fry Let It Fly podcast. Did you just say Lakers <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I <Wow>. did. Uh, <laughs> just want to try to like sneakily sneak in, I'm, in there. I'm eh? making us a Laker podcast, guys, uh, where we talk all things NBA. Okay, guys, we will catch you all on the next one. Go Lakers.